When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about a very interesting uh, person and story. Uh, a woman named Elizabeth April um, was interviewed by George Norrie, and she gave her story about how she was an ET contactee, but not only that, she was contacted by the Galactic Federation of Light, which is a group of extraterrestrials that are trying to bring about positive change in the galaxy. Um, and as, as well, <laughs> she has a, quite a story, as well as being able to have out-of-body experiences at will, um, remote view, secret bases, which she talks about, and um, the ability to be a psychic intuitive. Um, and she was she actually had a tracker put on her by um, the tall whites. So let's get into it because it, it is a fascinating story and there's a lot to it. So, who is she? She uh, she is an uh, intuitive uh, psychic, um, kind of like one of the a lot of the folks that are brought into the government's um, psychic spy program. Um, however, for her, these events started at a very early age. They started when she was only two years old, actually, and she was able to talk to individuals that were, that were in the room that weren't able to be seen by other humans. Um, and people kind of brushed it off saying, oh, well, she's just has an imaginary friend or, you know, what have you. But as time went on and she was able to give people information that she shouldn't know, uh, people started to believe her more and more. And she started to have these uh, out-of-body experiences where she would um, be able to pop out of body at will um, and not at will. Actually, sometimes she stated that she would just be sitting on a bench and then all of a sudden she could pop out of her body and see herself sitting at the bench. Um, so this is very common. This has been reported by the very first and one of the best remote viewers in the um, remote viewing program of the government, Robert, uh, not Robert Monroe, but um, uh, Joseph McMonagle. Joseph McMonagle's remote viewer number one, zero, zero, one, almost like 007, but he's zero, zero, one. And he stated that um, after his time in Vietnam and uh, 
and I believe for him, he fell out of a helicopter during the rappelling. And when he fell out and hit his head, uh, he had not about experience. And then after that, he would just be walking down the street, going to the restaurant or something like that and have an autobiotic experience and watch himself walking down the street. And he's like, hey, that's me, but I'm walking down the street and I'm out of my body, you know, so <clears throat> this has happened to many people. So even though it sounds incredible, you know, something out of a sci-fi movie, it's happened to more than just one person. It's happened to many people within the psychic uh, spy program. And that's how the government knew to bring people on board. So, going back to Elizabeth, um, she stated that she continued her um, interest in the paranormal and in the parapsychological. Uh, she continued to meditate. Uh, she continued to refine her powers, uh, be able to remote view from uh, information from a distance. Um, and so, during one of these meditations, um, when she was 18, um, she actually went to a retreat and... At this point, she was deep into a meditation and went to sleep. And these tall whites that we talk about quite frequently came to abduct her. And these tall whites were about seven feet tall. She stated that they were so white that they actually were translucent, almost ghostly in appearance. And she stated that it was a very fear-based abduction, not a loving, kind um giving of information abduction, but that they wanted to track her, um, wanted to keep tabs on her. And there's a few reasons she believes that this happened, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, but they did put an implant in her right ear, and she was afraid to do any remote viewing or out-of-body experiences after that because she thought they, they might come into her body or take her body because uh, the soul is is a quantum liquid, according to Emory Smith. It can be taken out of the body. It can be put into a different vessel. So she was actually worried that somebody might actually take her body. Um, the reason she thinks that, you know, this could have happened is because she did actually do some, some psychic spying uh, on some of the uh, very secretive bases uh, that the military and other corporate conglomerates hold, um, one of which was in the Antarctic. Uh, and it's a very secretive base, and there's a lot of a lot of scientific experiments going on there, things that they don't want anyone to know about, so they put it way out in Antarctica, right? I mean, we still have secret bases here in New Mexico, but that's on USA proper, right? So if you do something out in Antarctica, well, it's no man's land, and no, no country owns that area. So they can pretty much get away with whatever they want, because nobody's going to charge them with anything. So, um, so she was, she actually did an out of body experience to, or remote view to see this, um, see this very secretive base. Um, there's plenty of different alien species there and she wanted to, she wanted to find out more for herself. So she goes and she's, she's able to go up and down these hallways, right? Right through locked doors that would require a biometric scan if you were there in human body, um, and you'd have to have all the clearances to get through. Um, meanwhile, if you're able to remote view, you can just walk right on through. So as she's going through these hallways, she's seeing all these different kinds of uh, experiments being done, um, ships being worked on, um, and she started to find herself fascinated. But only a few minutes into her, into this exploration, 
um, she was found out by other psychic spies that were tasked with protecting this base while everything was, you know, being done. So basically she stated they had about six to 10 different psychic spies that were actually remote viewing or out of body protecting these bases from interlopers or looky-loos and they would kick them out. So she stated she was actually confronted in the astral realm by one of these psychic spy bodyguards of this base or security members of this base. And he, she stated that he kind of gave her the come here sign with, with his hand, you know, come here. And so she was like, okay, well, this guy can actually see me. No one else could actually see me. So let me see what's going on with this guy. Maybe he has some information. Maybe he has something he wants to show me. And so she went closer to him. And once she got right up to him, she stated that he was able to, even though he had a psychic body, kick her out of this building, out of this base, this secretive base. So he had, see, either he must have had psychic power, but she stated it felt like a kick, like a humongous blast um, out of this base. And I found that particularly fascinating because we, this is one of the very few instances where we've had anybody actually talk about remote viewing or astral traveling to one of these secret bases, getting inside, starting to get a little bit of some of the secret info, and then be confronted by a security member of the psychic team. <clears throat> so isn't it funny that we have all of these government agencies stating that they basically dropped the psychic spy program. They're not doing any more remote viewings. They're not doing any more astral travels. They dropped it, right? No funding, da-da-da-da-da. Well, that's a bunch of horse crap, clearly, because they're still doing that, because they still have these psychic spies protecting these bases from people who are interested, from, from just, you know, hobbyist remote viewers to potential psychic spies from other governments or other worlds. Um, and they're actively working there and actively getting kicked out. So, and this is recent. So this isn't just like from the 1980s. Uh, this girl happens to be fairly young. She looks like she's in her 20, mid twenties, maybe, or later twenties. Um, so again, right. Not 1980 stuff, um, where they stated, oh, we're, we, we, uh, we stopped doing those programs in the nineties. We're, we're done with that. No more funding is going to it. Well, they're lying to us about the tax dollars that are being spent. They're lying to us about what, what programs are still being done. You know, I mean, it's one thing to say we can't talk about it because it's a matter of national security. It's another thing to say, hey, we are not looking into that at all, just like they did with the UFOs. We're not looking into it at all. And now they're creating a, a UFO or a UAP agency, right? So it's just like, you know, you just can't trust these guys. So anyway, going back to her story... She stated that she was tagged by these tall whites, and she thinks it might be because of some of those uh, those experiences that she had in those bases, that these tall whites were like, no, this girl's clearly a, a threat. Let's tag her. Let's keep, keep track on her. Maybe that tag could say or tell them information about when she's going out of body or doing remote viewing so that they can know when she's doing that and keep track of her in the astral. Wouldn't that be interesting? They actually may have an astral tracker to keep tabs on people so that they know what, what's going on. The security team member who kicked her out of that base 
actually followed her out of the base, was trying to find out who she was and where she was going to, to see if she was going to go home to a, to another agency's base, to another uh, country's base, what she was going to do. So she actually stated that she, she popped in and out of different locations um, to lose the track, to lose the scent of, of where she was. Now, again, these guys are probably highly trained at, you know, evasive maneuvers, but again, she's been doing this since she was two years old. So she might've been able to, to elude them. You know, Uh, that's, she stated she was able to elude them, but again, she was also tracked, uh, or or tagged by these tall whites. Um, one of the other things that I thought was interesting is, um, she stated after she got this implant that she went to a medical medium who was able to um, disengage this uh, implant that she had behind her uh, right ear, or in her right ear, I should say. It was in her right ear. Um, and disengaged this implant from her energy source, her energy being her energy uh, s- uh, signal, so that it, it was no longer effective. And she stated she had a bunch of ear drainage right after that and, 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 you know, in the coming days afterwards as well. Um, so it was clearly effective, clearly causing some, some problems for her. Um, but then afterwards she felt like she was able to do more astral traveling, engage with, uh, the Federation of Light, um, and, you know, find out a little bit more. So she started to engage and go back and do these out-of-body experiences and, when doing so, she was contacted by this Galactic Federation of Light who stated that they are, in fact, trying to take care of Earth as best as they can, raise the vibration, but that it ultimately is up to us. It's ultimately our responsibility to raise ourselves to that level. And she, and she stated that the Galactic Federation also talked about the fact that we have a lot of low vibration in our, our DNA, and there's a lot of high vibration beings out there as well. So it's our choice whether or not we want to follow with a low vibration or follow the high path and continue to, to strive towards a higher vibration, which is totally interesting because if you think about it, if there's a lot of low vibration beings out there and a lot of high vibration beings out there, what does this sound like to you? It sounds like kind of like the Bible in biblical times, right? Good versus evil, Satan versus you know, God and the angels versus demons, you know, and following a higher moral path will hopefully lead us to a higher ascension. If we continue to to focus on, you know, the physical and, and, you know, what we have and how much money we have in cars and things like that, you know, we're going to follow down this, this negative low vibrational path. But if we follow this higher path, the Galactic Federation states, you know, that we are going to be able to have a seat at the table eventually. So she's been part of that. She's been part of like a, a Galactic Federation ambassador trying to help uh, humans, um, trying to um, give sessions to, to people to try to raise their vibrations. Um, and she's, she's working on all kinds of things. So it's really fascinating to see these younger people really start to get involved in the evolution of our spiritual ascension, you know, and to become one with the, the movement. And so it's great to see people who are starting to come out of the sleep, starting to come out of the coma that we've been in for, for millennia, um, and start to ascend to a higher, higher place to, um, embrace our, our true loving nature, which we need to do to, uh, 
to gain more intelligence, to gain to gain more emotional, spiritual intelligence, and to you know maybe one day even shed the physical body, to uh, to to ascend, if you will, to use a Stargate uh, reference. So. What do you think about this story? Do you think there's other people out there like uh, Elizabeth April who are, um, you know, ambassadors of the Galactic Federation that uh, of light, which may be a different Galactic Federation than just the Galactic Federation itself, which seems to be comprised of, you know, actual corporeal uh, material beings, like 3D beings. Um, what do you think about her travels to the base in Antarctica? Uh, what do you think about that psychic, the psychic security team that they have kicking people out? I mean, that's fascinating just by itself. You can do a whole episode just on that. Um, you can do a whole episode on the Galactic Federation of Light, um, who wants, you know, to encourage us for positivity and, and uh, well-being. There's there's lots to be said for, for this uh, particular episode um, that I'm currently engaged with, and, and there's still more to come, so... I'll bring that to you, but I wanted to share just a little bit with you today, and I'll share a little bit more with you later this evening. So look forward to that. I hope you guys are doing well, taking care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.